How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to the Little Things with Mitch and Jake. Jake, a wonderful February evening, Friday nights. This is kind of a fun deal doing it Friday nights. We don't have anything better to do. We're both almost 30 years old. We're usually in bed by now, for goodness sakes. How are you doing tonight? Doing great, man. 9.45 on a Friday night recording the Little Things podcast. I couldn't uh, ask to be anywhere else, man. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Uh, busy week again, so it's nice to kind of wind down and give me some perspective in life. Hey, perspective is what it's all about. I, I like that, Mitch. And Emmy went to bed just fine tonight, huh? Oh, she was a sweetheart. We, we uh, count our blessings on that kind of deal. So, uh, listeners out there, make sure you're holding your breath for me tonight. Throughout this season, we are going to be talking about things that make life meaningful. The folks at Northwestern Mutual strive on helping you to find those things. Certified financial planner Luke Bruns has been with Northwestern Mutual since 2009. He strives to protect what matters most for your family. For more information, contact us at thelittlethings.mitchandjake@gmail.com. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. Got a good question here, Jake, today. What makes a meaningful life? The answer to that question, being able to climb the mountains life has to offer. I'm kind of digging that a high school kid wrote this. It's kind of a neat deal. What's your first reaction, Jake? Can't wait to dive in. This this uh, conversation can turn in so many different directions. Being able to climb the mountains that life has to offer. I cannot wait to dive in, and it's an inspirational to hear that a high school student again had a deep confession like this to the question, what makes a meaningful life? Uh, I know I noted this on a prior episode, but to be able to sit in on some of these conversations, Mitch, in the classroom, it, it would have been extraordinary. So really looking forward to the conversation here. Yeah, it was a good opportunity, and I mean, obviously it turned into something bigger with this podcast and the book, but just kind of the roots of where this all came from it's it's pretty cool and pretty rewarding as an educator to be a part of that what i was most amazed at was the mindset of the student so many things that are meaningful when you talk about dreams and aspiration and what makes a meaningful life you think of successes of accomplishments achievement but this one really has nothing to do with it being able to climb the mountains life has to offer it's all about the battle and the audacity, the ability to continue to challenge yourself, to pick yourself up when you're down. This is what is focused on in this one. What are your think what are your thoughts on that? To me, Mitch, it's one of my favorite confessions so far. The, you know, being able to climb the mountains that life has to offer, it is not about the peak. It's not about the apex of the mountain. It's it's the journey to get there. It's the ups, the downs, the continuous test, um, testing your mind, your body, your spirit, your resiliency, everything. Like, and you can substitute this in so many different ways. You know, the, the confession is life, but you could substitute your relationships, marriage, your career, your hobbies and interests, your ninth grade sociology class, you know, with the test at the end of the semester there. I mean, it's so relatable. And I just love that a student had this perspective on it, is that it's about the, the journey and the battles through to get to the, the end goal. It's, it's just inspirational that um, young students these days are, are thinking like this. I'm wondering how this is beneficial, you know, because this is a, minor, a minority of people, not just kids and students, of people that think this way. Why would this mindset Jake produce more success than one that's looking at an end goal and has an end goal why why would this one find more success because it is about those steps it is about the journey it's it's not the end 
you know, I think of, you know, basketball played a big part in my life, but to think of Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant now, which, which was devastating to, to myself and millions of others, but his career kind of, if you can mirror the, the climbing the mountain, what people see are the 81 point game, the five championship rings being mentioned among the greatest players in NBA history. Like that's what the outside sees and the casual fan sees. What they don't see is Kobe Bryant being in the gym at 3.30 in the morning. There's a famous story out there where he calls his trainer, Tim Grover, at 3.30 in the morning and says, hey, Tim, can you meet me at the gym? Tim says, yeah, sure. Gets there at 4 a.m. and Kobe's drenched in sweat already. And then they go through a two-hour basketball workout. And you hear stories about Steph Curry, you know, in the practice gym, shot after shot after shot. You don't see all that back work. You don't see the journey and the rigorous hours. You just see the end result. You see the finals games. You see the championships and stuff. But it's about the journey. It's about the work that you put in. And you can relate that to, again, anywhere in life, any success that you've had. It's, it's journey. It's practice. It's long hours to, to get where you're at today. So that's what I think about when I think about this confession. See, and looking into some of these famous people because there's just so much more information on these folks. You look at Fortune 500 CEOs, professional athletes, and you take those top 10 in success. I mean, money and uh, achievement, different things like that. Those people don't separate themselves very often with those sort of things, you know, championship rings and earnings over a career. What sets these people apart is their journeys some of these professional athletes have been living in a gym have lived glorious life have ton of money to to send them to camps and trainers and all those things and then you get some that come from nothing and have done it all on their own and with the family and their close-knit group that have supported them CEOs are the same way I mean you get some people that you hear their story and you're like holy smokes like they went through all of this and are now here and where others were just kind of handed that I guess it's the the journey that sets them apart and the work that it took to get where they're at when you're all in a level playing field that's really what you kind of turn back to yeah and I I like to go back to where it all started I mean I'm talking like growing up with core values and a foundation that the people around you set whether it's your parents your uncle your peers like you grew up in in a certain aspect of life a certain frame of mind if you will um and that's how you grew up you know from from the experiences that you encountered and how you battled through them and that that aids you on your on your journey through life and what separates those those top ceos those those professional athletes, the entrepreneurs that paved their own way. It is the long hours. It's the journey. They're not, they haven't even reached their peak yet. There, there is no peak. There is no apex. It's all about the journey. And in my time spent in Colorado, you know, I can relate well to the Rocky Mountains being out there and, and climbing. I, I did a lot of hiking out there in Colorado. And I think of some of the mountains that I climbed out there you know, you, you climb for a little bit and you hike for a little bit and then there's kind of a, a, a mini peak, if you will, or a, or a place where the mountain plateaus for a little while. And you, and you sit there and you regroup and you, you take a deep breath and you take it in. And then what do you do? You continue on the journey. And that's what all these top CEOs and athletes and, and people all around us do day in and day out. They're continuously climbing, they're, they're battling they're testing, they're failing, and they're learning from their failures to, to continue on upwards of, of uh, trying to accomplish their dreams. So that, that's what I think about, Mitch. What are some of your thoughts on that? Well, I want to add to your plateau part of a mountain. I think that's in life. I think so many people look at their mountain, it's a straight-up battle, and that's their mindset moving forward that I can't stop fighting. I got to continue. I got to go. I got to go. I love that that little area, the plateau, and taking that time to reflect, look at your priorities, 
enjoy what you've had have around you enjoy the climbing you've already done appreciate your strength and take note of that and then you know what when you've regrouped and you know you're down the right path in life continue climbing that mountain i i love that you said that i think that's really powerful and i think a lot of times we just get so busy with life that we just forgo those plateaus we don't worry about them and we just continue on and we get burnt out and and we struggle to keep up with the times and and all of the things we have around us and just the busyness of life and you know i don't really like that word but it's true though i think we just continue to push forward and we don't take time to appreciate all the work that we've done and i think i i've struggled with that mitch and and we've talked about this before just in conversation like we're we're both continuously trying to improve and grow and impact and diving into new things you know this podcast for example but it's it's been it's been a journey to get to that point where i can get to a plateau and then truly enjoy it because i've kind of been in in a similar mindset of just i want to continuously go 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 you know i want to improve i want to achieve this i want to achieve that and it, it took me a little while to form a frame of mindset where it's like, hey, like, dude, just slow down for a second. Take a deep breath. Appreciate. Um, like like uh, Ferris Bueller, one of my favorite movies and my favorite characters of all time, Mitch. His uh, quote from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And I think that's just so so relatable and so relevant to at least part of my journey and and hopefully um a lot of our listeners journeys as well i like that movie a bunch i think we could do a whole podcast on how awesome that movie is i really think we should (laughs) i i love ferris bueller and uh his buddy what's his buddy's name cameron man you can't forget cameron he's a dude (laughs) he's a dude so going back to that first part about the success accomplishment achievement like that's how we tackle life but this confession is very different it looks at the journey how do we change our outlook to this how if we're so goal oriented and that's what drives us but we found that you can be successful focusing on the little things in the journey how do we change our outlook to doing this i put it in the perspective of this and and see if you feel me out here when we if excuse me if we simply want success or we want the peak or we want the mountaintop right away in whatever it is we're doing say we we start a job at the local bank and you want to be the vice president and say you make a couple moves you spend a couple months there someone else gets a promotion you're frustrated you think you should be the vp and you quit well, then what happens? For one, you just completely ended that journey and now you're on to another journey starting at square one. Okay, starting at the base once again. And what do you have to do? You have to start another journey up. And that can be so relatable for different paths in life, whether again, if it's career, relationship, marriage, etc. If If you want the end result right away and you don't achieve it right away and give up or get angry or quit then what do you do it's not like you just stay at that point and then can continue upwards no you fall back down to square one back where you were three months ago two years ago whatever it may be and when you continuously do that you create this this quitters mindset this mentality that it's okay to give up i'll just start over somewhere else and that's that's honestly a tough place to live that'd be very frustrating uh, we've talked about the power of positivity on this podcast, but also the power of negative neg- negativity and the effect that it can have. So just thinking about that, you don't want to get into that frame of mind. So to utilize this confession, it is about the journey and you got to realize that you're in the journey daily. The hard work that you put in, if you fail one day, just remember that tomorrow is another day and you can build on the success that you've put in and the work that you've put in. So that's my take on it. I think you're pretty spot on with all that, to be dead honest with you. I like that you talk about the daily grind of it. I think that's how you get to this mindset. When you're looking at an end goal, you're 
you're clustering days and hours and weeks together to do that achievement. I think you have to look day by day and you have to win. You know, as a coach, you always say win every quarter. I think you have to win every day and you have to look that you are more positive. You have better relations. You've accomplished more and things just go better for you in a day. And the next day you have to wake up and say, you know what? I did all those things. Well, I'm going to do better tomorrow. I think that's got to be the mindset and you have to, you have to start there. What do you think? I really enjoy that take, Mitch. Like, like we've talked about, and you just mentioned right there, it's a, a mindset is so powerful. It's so powerful. And if you break it down into small tasks, into small wins, into the little things versus the big things, like just think of the, the ground that you gain, you know, each day, each hour, each minute that you're putting in that hard work. Sure, you're going to have some setbacks. But if you take the small incremental wins and the little things and win the quarters and the days of life, you're going to end up far above someone else and, and far above where you even thought you could be if you focus on those small wins. So I loved your take on it. We did a little project. We just started it this week in class, my career internship class. We have eight students in there, and I'm really enjoying them. They're all seniors, uh, about ready to take the next step in life. So it's really cool to, to interact with a student that's dealing with that transition. We started on Monday what we're calling the weekly cleanse. On Monday, we pose ourselves with a task, some sort of challenge, and we have all week to fulfill that challenge. The first one was tough, and it, it was kind of cool. And I saw, I just, I got to know our kids a lot better. I got to see their true self, which was cool. It's tough for kids to be vulnerable, especially in this day and age. But the uh, challenge at hand was screen time on your phone. You know, all Apple, you know, iPhones, all that, they have that uh, setting in there, and you can go in and look. And this, it was under two hours is what we set the goal at. When we first started talking about it last Monday, we had um, we had them look, and there were some students that were averaging six or seven hours a day on their phone. Wow. Six or seven hours. And we just kind of talked about how you got six or seven hours that you're doing that. You might be sleeping six or seven hours. That is 12 to 14 hours that you are disconnected from everything around you. And that's not to mention when you're doing homework at home and, you know, there's other things, but just two major things in your day that you do are completely separating you from interaction and just what's going on around you. So we thought two hours, and it was unbelievable. And the kids, that's all they talked about all week. Hey, did you meet your goal? Did you meet your goal? They were supporting people. But we learned a lot of lessons, and actually today we wrapped this one up. And I had them fill out a questionnaire, and we just went through it. And it it was really, really cool. You know, some students didn't have too bad of a problem with it. Others, they they could not do it. They couldn't do it. And it's just kind of interesting because your first reaction to the people that can't do it are you want to, like, put them down and, like, wow, come on, you're stronger than this. And we do that as a society. When we see someone struggling rather than picking them up and supporting them, we kick them down. And we, you know... But really, cell phones those are, and screen time in general, that's an addiction. It's just so socially acceptable that we don't really see it as a bad thing. I brought up in this class today that a uh, this is no different than someone that's struggling with alcoholism. They go to the bar to get their fix. They go home. They look at look in the mirror. How do they feel about themselves? They know what they're doing is tough, and they their goal is to sobriety. It's to be sober. And they wake up every morning, and chances are they're like, yes, I can do it today. And they fall short, and we do that. And this was just 
an opportunity to do this for five days and we really learned about people and changing their mindset to helping those around us that are struggling with something and it was just it was a cool project next week we're doing we can only drink water and milk as a weekly cleanse i'm gonna struggle with that you know the phone thing i dealt with pretty well but the the water and milk thing that's going to be really really tough for me you're going to have a lot of cereal next week, though, Mitch. You can look forward Gee, to that. Gee, many Christmas, I guess so. <laughs> I uh, No, that's awesome. That's a really cool project just to tie in small wins, like you mentioned, day-to-day. Like, if you become aware of something day-to-day like those kids are and those and, and how you were even, you know, like you talked about, you, you put together a string of five, six, seven, eight days in a row of a focused mentality look what you can accomplish like look what you can do like reducing screen time by who knows how many hours you know that (laughs) i about fell out of my chair when you said some kids were spending six to seven hours on their phone six to seven hours and like you mentioned sleep on top of that like gosh no wonder high school flies by i mean geez that that's so much time on a device but it's it's it, it is a battle i will say because our society is is that way a little bit we're just we're overstimulated all the time with news and notifications on your phone and social media and it's just overstimulation all the time and that's at least for me anyway that's why i take the moments of just silence and and clarity and time to myself i i don't take it for granted at all i truly enjoy that but what a what a cool project! Thanks for sharing that. Well, Mitch. and at at the end of this project, I got a couple more things that I because I, I'm so fascinated with what what happened today talking about it. But the last question I asked these students was, you know, is this going to change you moving forward? Are you going to change any habits? Are you gonna? It's gonna make you think different. Your thought process gonna be different. And they all said yes. They'd all be aware of it. They kind of, one of the students is just like, you know, I knew my goal was two hours. And when I'd go over that, you know, and at the end of the night, I'd look at it and it said four and a half. I just felt terrible. And that's kind of when we talked about the, you know, the alcoholic. I mean, they go and they look in the mirror and they feel like they can do better. And I'm like, this isn't as big a deal. I mean, this is, you know, this is a problem that. And it's not even a problem. Like I said, in our society, there's some people that are on their phones for 10, 12 hours a day. But it's just that mindset in the development of willpower and strengthening one's willpower. And that's why I want to do it weekly. You know, there might be some students that struggle with this. And then next week, they have no problem. Milk, water, their willpower is fine. I'll struggle with that. But I do want to share one more story about this project that I thought was unbelievable. So the second part of the the screen time is daily pickups, right? And I had a student that bought into it. She loved it. She she learned a lot about herself throughout the project. But she picked up her phone on average 215 times last week before this project. 215 times a day. She was down to 107 that's a hundred times she didn't pick up her phone on average in a day. What are you doing with that time? What you can do anything you want. But like what <laughs> and like obviously she said she's more efficient, she was more effective with her time right now. Like we're wasting time picking up our phone that much. Yeah, and that's what I meant by you can do anything you want is the the time not spending on your phone, the time not picking up your phone. That's so much added time. Like think of that daily picking up your phone 200 times a day even cutting that to 100 so you have 100 i guess more free time to to do whatever else you want i mean you can learn you can read you can explore you can take time to yourself you can invent something i mean you can do anything but imagine the time added up days into weeks into months into years if you continue on a path of picking your phone up 200 times a day so what I, I mean, that's awesome. I'm glad that uh, she took that to heart and, and really focused in and decreased that amount. That's pretty cool. 
But that's why I brought that up. I know we got a little off track there, but I was really excited about that project. The reason I brought that project up is I think that's what we need to do to change our outlook and look at that battle and the journey that we have rather than the end goal. We have to break down huge things in our life and make them achievable. You know, I think so many times when we're looking at goals in the future, you know, we're looking at things that are days, weeks, you know, and I think we do that. And this allows us to focus on hour by hour and accomplishment, I guess, is what is what I would say. So that's that's why I brought this up. I think we just need to take a step back and, and do that a little bit more. I think that's a great project. Thanks for sharing. Why is it that we focus on the climb rather than our time on the peak? And I think we covered this a little bit with the plateau, but why is it that we always focus on the climb and the decline rather than reaching that peak in the summit and just enjoying it? Well, this is something that I, I do struggle with a little bit. And I think maybe we've had a conversation about this before where we're, we're continuously on the climb. I mean, I'll speak for myself, Mitch, and if you want to add on, feel free. But just I, I'm all about, I think life is about continuous growth, um, improvement, uh, learning, growing up, uh, um, for me, eventually becoming... Uh, a parent and hopefully a role model and and someone who can influence others in a positive way like I'm always in a way searching for the next step and I do set small goals and and appreciate small wins but not nearly as much as I need to because I always think that I can be getting better I always think that I can be improving and 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 I'm a climber in that regard and and with that the the downfall of that is not appreciating those those plateaus or those small peaks along the journey. And I, I've really tried hard as of recent to, to appreciate some of those. And someone actually brought that to light uh, in a conversation just a couple of weeks ago. They they uh, congratulated me on just how far I've come with, with the website and everything and the podcast and, and saw just my success from uh, afar and said, you know, you're, you're, just, you're always going, you're always on the go. You know, you're always moving and you're always doing stuff, and it's it's pretty awesome. Um, but that person said, uh, "Do you take time to yourself to really slow down and appreciate all that you've done? To take a day and look back." And I, was, I had to think about it, and I was like, "Gosh, not really." You know, so I I can relate to that question very very well. I, I'm a climber, and and it's tough to it's tough for me to focus on the plateaus and some of the declines because. If, if I'm declining, I feel like I'm losing ground and I always need to, to get right back on, on the mountain. So that's kind of my take on it. I don't know if you have a little bit different perspective, Mitch, and maybe that's something that we can open up to our listeners as well too to see how they handle the, the journey and the ups and downs as well. No, I don't. I don't. I'm basically the same way. I think I'm going, going, going. And I've got to get better. My wife grounds me a little bit, which is good. She she doesn't force me to. She does, but she does really like her presence makes me feel super comfortable, which is good. And I need that in my life. So I guess that's what I think we should ask the listeners: Are you guys more of the comfort zone people? Are you the one that just wants to to be in your place and you're happy with the things around you? And girls, not that. Important to you security I guess I should say is probably key are you one like Jake and I that you just like to grow you want a new challenge you want to move forward or we might even have some that are happy medium where you're doing a little bit of both email us Jake you got that email the little things dot Mitch and Jake at gmail.com please send us any questions uh, remarks comments controversies if you completely disagree with literally every sentence that mitch and i have sprayed here today let us know we'd love to hear from you we love the the uh the feedback and that's the purpose of our podcast is to impact one another and and share our stories and further these conversations so please reach out again the little things dot mitch and jake at gmail.com last one's a doozy jake here it is do you have a mountain in your life that have that you have had to overcome or dealing with at this point? A doozy, huh? 
<laughs> I love it, man. You always spray a question on me. You always find a way have to do to. it. Have to. I'm going to get you one of these days. Um, gosh, uh, other than daily battles, you know, to to swing it back around to just battling daily, you know, we, we get so caught up in work and, and personal life. Um, I've kind of formed a, a mindset or a frame of mind to just appreciate the stuff that I am going through daily. And one of the bigger mountains that I've climbed in, in life overall in, in general is kind of this transition. So uh, if you have been listening to the podcast or following along in the blog, I do appreciate it. And if not, just a short snippet on, on part of my journey. Um, when I was 26 years old, I, I pretty much had everything that a, a young adult could ask for. I had a very successful uh, corporate career, um, monetarily doing very well. I had a great group of friends around me. Uh, steady circle of influence um, family was close and accessible at all times like I simply just kind of had it made and and yet something was still missing and I've shared this with many of you but I basically uprooted all of that I took all of that away and said I want to go on an adventure and boy did I ever so I, I did that in the fall of 2017 I moved out to Colorado on a whim and to tie the mountain in that that mountain was really really steep um, and I've shared this on a previous episode, I believe, um, in constant fear to fail, but I've, I've had some big time failures along that journey and going out to Colorado and, and failing, um, both career wise, uh, relationship wise, experience wise, really, I, I didn't take the time to truly appreciate where I was at and lost a lot of ground, like I mentioned earlier. And my mountain, um, became bigger and bigger and bigger and, I basically had to fall all the way down and kind of reset and to tie my journey in and into Mitch's question to overcome that if I wouldn't have gone on that journey and gone through those failures and gone through that steep decline on the backside of the mountain I wouldn't be at where I am today which is in a totally different frame of mind uh, a different space um, both mentally and spiritually and and just continuing again on the climb towards um, towards a, a, a fun and fulfilled life, man. I'm really enjoying it, and I wouldn't be here without that that mountain that I had to climb earlier. One day at a time, man. I mean, you're a good actor, I should say, talking to you when you were down in Colorado and stuff, and you held it together, man, and more power to you. You're a strong, strong individual, and you deserve all the success you've had in life so far. Hey, man, we've talked about that before. It was tough. It's tough to be vulnerable. I mean, it really is not to go down another rabbit hole, but you know, it's tough to come to you, Mitch, or come to Jordan or come to my family and be like, Hey, I am struggling. You know, I am failing like this didn't go well. And it's, it's tough. And to keep it together was tough as well too. But, um, I had a lot of support along the way and eventually opened up and, and, uh, you and several others were a big part of that. So it's tough to be vulnerable, man, as, as you know. So my mountain I would say that I'm dealing with right now is I've got a pretty full plate and I wouldn't say it's busy because I choose that stuff I don't think it's busy but I've got a lot going on and I think giving the necessary time to my priorities since my plate is so full picking those things that are most important and giving them the time it deserves you know I I just I I try to be the best that I can, you know, I'm a dad, a husband, a school administrator, podcaster, author, motivational speaker. I guess there's just there's a lot to it. And all of that stuff takes time to be effective and I just try my best. Uh, I've learned some techniques. I've learned a lot of good people that have given me good advice along the way on how to handle these situations. But the thing is, I come up short. Not all the time, but I do come up short quite often. And knowing that and bettering myself. See, that is bettering myself even a word? I don't know. It sounded good, but I don't know if it was or not. Continuous improvement, man, and improving yourself. But that's exactly what it is. I, I see that. And the true mistake is observing that and seeing the way you spend your time and not liking it and knowing that it doesn't align with your priorities 
and continuing to do it. That's the problem. When you identify it as a problem and you don't work to make it better, you're not justifying things in your life. You're, you're not living a fulfilling life. You're living a life that the busyness is forcing you to live rather than taking control of your life and doing what you need to do to be successful and happy. That's where I'm at right now. And I do. I, I, I reflect on it a lot. I try to change some things, but I fall short sometimes. And I've got good people in my life that pick me up. But that's where I'm at. I think you do a great job of it, Mitch. And I, I do kind of have to laugh. You got a lot going on. <laughs> you're, you are, you're a busy man. It's, uh, it's, always, it's always fun. And I, I seem to think of myself uh, not as busy because, again, I'm choosing the things that I'm doing as well too. But uh, I wouldn't compare it to all that you have going on. I love when we're trying to align what night we're going to you know, record our podcast, record our episode. And it's like, well, let's see, Monday through Saturday night at midnight, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> S- Sunday, I got church, and then Sunday afternoon, I got to cook. So uh, between about 4.15 and 5.05, I think I got a window, Jake, if you want to record. <laughs> <laughs> and we do record, man. I do enjoy it. This is, this is kind of my time to de-escalate, deflate a little bit, and just... Just enjoy it. I've I've really had a good time doing this. Dude, me too. I look forward to it, man. And just looking back to a little bit, we've got a couple of uh, cool little quick hits here that we're going to introduce in a little bit on the podcast, uh, the little things here. But just looking back at some of the episodes and some of the conversations, man, it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, this is kind of this is our mountain, if you will. This is part of our journey, and we can't get to where we want to get to without all these fun conversations and interactions in between, man. So I'm, I'm truly enjoying it as well. Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. We also like to read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners are sponsored by Steve Hilgeman, good buddy of ours and the uh, really likes what we're doing here with the Little Things Podcast. Uh, appreciate your support, Steve. Couldn't do it without you. Jake, I... Kind of heard you got a couple shout outs for us. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks, Steve, for again the support. We, we truly appreciate it, man. A um, couple shout outs one from uh, one of my good friends, uh, Lucas Pearson. Uh, he sent me a, a message that, that really made me smile. Uh, he's referring to our last episode, being able to answer why. He said, Great job on the podcast, Mission Jake. Um, my mom has always preached that everything happens for a reason, good, bad, or indifferent. Sometimes we can answer why, and other times we're not going to be able to, and it's as simple as that. And he just says that he tries to think that way uh, all the time as well, too. He said, getting old makes life hectic, man. And <laughs> and I think we can certainly attest to that. But just really appreciated that, Luke. Um, so wanted to, to give you props, and thanks for following along. And then also a, a really good friend of mine, uh, Carla Vanderwoody, who's actually out in New York, um, just living, uh, living the dream. But um, she kept it simple. We've had several, several different conversations, Mitch, um, about our, our podcast and the message and ins and outs of some conversations and and just good conversations and everything. And she said that uh, she just wanted to shout out me and Mitch. You guys are a great pair and have a great uh conversation together at all times so carla's uh carla's been great she's been an avid listener and has reflected on several several different episodes and quirks so carla thank you for listening and thank you for following along we really appreciate well, it lucas and carla that's that's why we do it i mean people like you that reach out to us it kind of fuels our fire a little bit so thanks for taking the time to we're joined now out. on the podcast the little things podcast with luke bruns one of our first sponsors that we've had on the little things luke bruns he's my financial planner from northwestern mutual sure enjoy uh working with him and have really gotten to know him over the last couple of years it's a pleasure luke uh joining us how you doing I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I've uh, been a listener, and I'm glad to, to be able to put some input. So tell us a little bit about Luke Bruns. 
Oh, I don't know where to where to start. I guess I grew up in a small town, just like you, in the same uh, same conference. So grew up playing against against you, and uh, you know, pretty close to Jake too. And um, grew up on a farm. Uh, you know, went to college, got away for a couple of years, and came back to college in Aberdeen at Presentation College, and just love the love the area so much. I haven't left since. Uh, family, how how's the family doing? Family's great. I got uh, my wife Maggie and two two boys, Beckett and Cohen, and we're expecting our third boy here in June. So definitely very full of uh, enjoyment and uh, you know from the family and testosterone. It sounds like. Yep, yep. It's house full of boys. Poor Maggie. Just uh, the opposite of you. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's at opposite ends of the spectrum, but we we learn a lot about ourselves and our family for sure. Um, got a couple questions for you based on some things that we've talked about in the podcast and uh, even today as well. First question I've got for you, Luke, what makes a meaningful life? That's kind of this whole season. That's the season you've sponsored. What are your thoughts on that question? Yeah, you know, with this being the the topic of the season and you guys talking about it in each episode, it is is something I've thought about a lot. And you know, we were fortunate enough to have you come speak to our uh, our office and team of advisors and staff here a couple months ago. And um, you know, I I really just boil it down to uh, just the experiences that you get to have, not only you personally, but that you get to help provide for others. So I kind of correlate that with impact. And I know you guys have spent quite a bit of time talking about that, and uh, just being able to to positively impact you know every life you touch. And and you made a, a really good comment in your speech to us about uh, striving to be the most influential person in someone's life. And, uh, you know, I, I have that. I can think of, you know, a few people that have been, ex- you know, the most influential people in my life. And, and uh, you know, the meaning of life, I think, is paying that forward and, and being the most influential person in as many people's lives as you can. And, um, and you know, I even just when you think about the family side of things, I know a lot of, a lot of dads and, and people joke around taking their kids to Disney World and it just being chaos and miserable and, you know, I took my kids there last year, and I loved every second of it. I mean, just seeing seeing those kids, just eyes light up, and and just have the experience of their life, whether they remember it down the road or not. I mean, it was it was worth it. And uh, if you can relate that to, to you know people that are around you, coworkers and uh, friends and family, and being able to to provide those positive, impactful experiences, uh, I don't know what else can get better than that. Well, I completely agree. I'm gonna kind of boast you up a little bit here too i mean it's really important to live in the moment and appreciate the things around you one thing i like that you do for me luke and a lot of the customers that you have is that you protect like what what helps that i mean the financial side that stresses a lot of people out and to be able to do those kind of things you need good people in your life and um, you've been that for me uh, as a financial planner so i would strongly recommend uh, Luke, as uh, through Northwestern Mutual, he does a great job for my family and many fa- families around South Dakota. Uh, second question for you. This is the question that we dove into today. And I like this question because it's so different for everyone that I ask. But what have you learned about yourself, Luke, in regards to the mountains that you've overcame in your life? You know, when you had uh, asked me that question, what really made it made me think of uh, the term in football uh, with running backs, you know, just keep your feet moving, keep your feet moving. And, you know, we all have those moments of adversity that hit. And, you know, those are those moments that really help define our character is how we handle adversity. And, you know, we always know that uh, one thing that's always in our control is our attitude. And and I think, you know, this is something that I'm definitely not saying I – have excelled at all the time, but just striving to always try to keep that positive attitude, no matter what's happening. Cause you know, I've, I like, like everyone that is listening and that you talk to have had their own mountains to climb. And me personally, some were of my own doing of my own mistakes and some things were out of my control. Uh, but just keep moving, you know, just keep those feet moving, keep going forward. You know, I think a lot of people that might be listeners to this podcast are very, you know, they're very driven people. They want to you know be self-improvement people and, and so I think it's, you know, we might share that same mentality of if you're not growing, you're going backwards. You know, there is no status quo. You're getting better, or you're getting worse. And uh, and so I I just like that, you know, just trying to, to reframe your mind when something 
something that uh, you know might be out of your control, or even if it's a mistake you made that uh, is causing some adversity. Just taking taking a step back and trying to reframe your mind and thinking about you know what opportunity opportunity is this providing me to improve? You know, um, what test am I facing here? And uh, you know, just try to attack it. And I, I like that mindset, and it's really cool talking to different people about the concepts that we talk about. I, I think that's really important for us to get guests on here because Jake and I are just two people. I mean, we have our own experiences, and we, we see things in our life in our mind, and it, it's really good to get people on and share things because there were a couple things that you just said there that we didn't even consider today while we were talking about this. So we appreciate the insight, Luke. One last question for you, and I'll ask this to any guest we have because I think it's I think it's important. I think it shows a lot about you and your character and where you're at. It was our season one question. What do you want to do before you die? Yeah, and, and another question that you guys talk about a lot and, and I, I kind of think about, but I've never really put an answer to it. And I, I don't know if any other listeners are the same way that uh, it's like, oh, that's a really good question, you know, and but then you never actually take the time to think about it. So I'm glad you asked because that made me really put an answer to that question. And uh, before I do answer, I think one great thing to do, uh, we at, at my office, we do this, uh, this exercise called a dream list. It's you know, more or less a bucket list. And we all read the book, The Dream Catcher by Matthew Kelly. And then uh, we came up with this dream list. And uh, we each have about 43 uh, dreams on there. Some are big, some are small. Um, some are personal life related, some are business related, you know, whatever they are. And uh, every month we, uh, we send out an email to everyone in our office with pictures of what dreams were achieved and we celebrate them at the end of every year. And so it's, you know, it's just a way to, to celebrate everyone achieving some of their goals and their, and their life dreams together. And what we ended up finding was a lot of people care more about other people's dreams than themselves, you know, and we, we show these to everybody and they can see each other. So people might see, like, for example, one of mine was to go ice fishing. I'm not a real big fisherman at all, but I, uh, I wanted to see what that was like. And, and my, my boss in Sioux Falls saw that. He's got a cabin by Watertown, actually. And uh, he, he got me to, to go ice fishing with him, you know, and it was a, a cool experience. And so I do like those things. And uh, when I, I actually looked down my dream list to see if I could find one that would answer this question, and as great as my dream list is, nothing was really deep enough. You know, it, it, some were experiences, some were material things, some were business goals, but I didn't really think anything, you know, dived really as deep as this question deserves an answer to. So I ended up boiling it down to the, the phrase that Don Meyer used to use a lot about stewardship. And uh, he would say, uh, you know, leave the campground cleaner than you found it. And, uh, and that's kind of how I would really answer that question is, you know, I would really love to be able to make an impact that the next generations won't forget. Um, and as I was uh, thinking about that, I didn't know if that was, you know, egotistical, that if, you know, if that's what I want, it's because, you know, I want people to, you know, just remember my name and good things I did. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of going back and forth with that. But uh, just being able to, to do things and make an impact on people's life while I'm living and, and through certain financial planning measures, you know, hopefully leave generations to come set up to, to be able to carry on those experiences and, and carry on their passions and, and doing, you know, doing things and, you know, be kind of be remembered for. So, um, so before I die, just making sure that, you know, I'm providing those experiences while I can. And then I'm also taking the measures I need to set up generations to come so they can continue. See, and that's what's those. cool. I think about <clears throat> this podcast and the different episodes that we have. I mean, you touched on probably three or four confessions that we've already discussed between make what makes a meaningful life and uh, what do you want to do before you die. We had a student write, what makes a meaningful life, leave a legacy. You know, and I think that's, that's very similar to what you're saying and what you want to do before you die. So there's a lot of connections there and kids are cool. And, you know, I've learned a lot about myself and the the students that I'm working with and just talking to different people too. When I go out and do speaking engagements, I, I learn something everywhere I go and someone's dealing with something and the first step to helping them is appreciating their strength and understanding what they're going through. And I know, uh, Luke, you talked about the mountains that you're dealing with and I'm familiar with some of them and your, your strength and your ability to push on and continue on with life is, is fantastic. And I think it really shows 
your strength and your faith. And, uh, yeah, I'm proud of you, man, and where you're at. Well, thanks. And I have a confession to make, too, because when I heard that podcast around Legacy, I mean, that really hit home with me because I deal in financial planning, and part of financial planning is uh, Legacy. It's, leave. you know, what do you want to leave behind? And my embarrassing confession is, is that I ask clients that question every meeting, especially clients, you know, that are getting in their retirement years. And I ask them, you know, what, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And, and I always boiled that down to money. You know, how much stuff do you want to leave? Do you want to leave your land to your kids? How much money do you want to leave to each kid? And, and that's not really the legacy, you know, the, and so that really got me thinking around, you know, that's still part of it, but it's what that, what that, those assets or that stuff or those, those memorable things or the money, what's that going to be able to do for your family? And, you know, what do you want to be remembered by? And so that really reframed my thinking when I asked that question to clients around what they want to leave and what they want to be remembered by. And it's not just so monetary as I used to, to think. And so I really appreciated your guys' take on that. Well, thanks a lot, Luke. Again, Luke Bruns from Northwestern Mutual joining us today on The Little Things. Uh, sure appreciate your time today, Luke. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Our last comments are brought to you by the Country Road Barn. Check out their new restaurant bar event venue just north of Watertown, South Dakota. Some of the best barbecue around. Bob and Brenda Bechter will take care of you for any of your needs. For more details or possibly scheduling an event, check out their Facebook page, Country Road Barn. Jake, you want to get um, our contact information, maybe a couple comments, anything like that here before we take off? Dude, really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, it was a little bit different in the fact that it could have went so many different ways, and and maybe that can be said about all our conversations. But this one, truly, like it's 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 not about that peak. It's not about that apex. It's about the journey in between. And I thought we we shared some stories, Mitch, that hopefully our, our listeners can relate to, and and we hope to hear from you. Uh, again, our email is thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com. Be sure to please leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to on, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple, um, iTunes, Android, on our website, thelittlethings.blueberry.net, whatever it is, be sure to leave a rating and review. And then our Facebook page continues to grow, and that's the Little Things Podcast on Facebook. Uh, We've done some giveaways on there. Uh, we're going to have some announcements coming up here shortly, so please uh, be sure to like our page, and you can interact with us uh, on there as well. Tune in for the next episode. Our question we are looking at, what makes a meaningful life? Finding my faith. This is Mitch. And Jake. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com, itsjustjake.com, or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.